0: Welcome to Studio B. My name is Sarah Scott. Thanks for hanging out today. And today we are talking about a new year, a possibly new you, or maybe a new genre, a new look, a new vibe, maybe a plan on going solo this year, or maybe a plan on starting a band, or maybe you just want to work on some new projects that maybe you never thought of doing before this year because I mean this year truly can be whatever you make it and that's what we're talking about today on Studio B with Patrick Cordyback. He is the lead singer of the band Stereos which after an eight-year hiatus they came back last year in February with a new song called Sunset Gold which is by the way they're also of course known for the songs summer girl throw your hands up and turn it up which are just bops by the way and i may or may not have had them on repeat all summer just saying Now, as you may or may not know, Stereos, they were a part of a show called Disband on Much Music that had unknown bands perform for industry judges and then got told whether they had what it took or they should disband. Their careers took off like crazy and they became one of the top bands in Canada. Also, fun fact, I've seen stereos in concert twice. <laughs> now, Patrick Cordyback, he has been in music for so, so long. And of course, he's still with the band Stereos. But also, he has decided to go on another adventure musically and switch genres in a solo project and go towards more of a country style with his music. And well, he's been working on this for quite a bit of time now and he's working with some top notch country artists and industries to help him along the way so we spoke to him specifically about all of this maybe you want to switch that genre maybe you want to switch up your stylings maybe you want to just try something new he gives us some advice on how you can do this successfully all the ups and downs and everything in between this is studio B episode wanna be starting something old, let's
1: make it happen shawty.
0: things started i mean i know a lot about you i did a bit of research before this and of course you're with the band stereos and you're working on some solo work but tell us more about yourself who are you
1: well that's a good question and a loaded question (laughs) yeah i would say that i've been a very active member of the local music scene in edmonton and then alberta and then i was lucky enough to take that canada and u.s wide for a while You know, I've seen every up and down you can probably have in this industry over time, despite my better judgment, can't quit it. So I am a perpetual lover and someone of music and someone who will pursue it, I guess, at all costs.
0: Hey, that's a great way to look at it. You're never going to give up and you're going to keep going. So what I noticed actually with you guys, specifically stereos, is you guys were fairly big for about two years there with Summer Girl, Turn It Up throw your hands up I may have gone in through a little bit of a binge with you guys for a couple days there because I was all like memories but what I noticed is you (laughs) guys (laughs) grew with your audience like your sound really really matured throughout the years and you guys come out with Sunset Gold back in February and I listened to it and I thought holy cow this is so different so When an artist, before they switch genres, or maybe they're not even thinking of switching genres, they're just looking to kind of make a change with their sound to grow with their audience, how should they go about doing that?
1: I think it's important for anyone in the music industry to sort of give their opinion and their anecdotal like take on it while also being very careful about presenting anything as advice quote unquote and the reason i say that is because when you mention like different genres that like that you've heard from myself or from other people for me all i can speak to is the fact that like i approach music I feel the same way an actor would approach movies. It's all art and I kind of get bored if I were only asked to do like an action movie type thing. You know what I mean? Because I love all kinds of movies. And so to put that analogy into music, I grew up on country music and it's how I learned how to write choruses. But then when I, in high school, I got really into punk rock and then r and like hip hop and stuff uh, right around the same time, which is obviously like stereos was like fairly influenced by that. For me, I think that you just have to make music that you love. And if you love it, then that has to be your primary focus. Because the second you start worrying about if other people are going to like it or if uh, an A&R going to like it or a label's going to like it, I feel like you're already behind the eight ball and you're showing up late to the party. You can do everything a label asks you. Trust me, I've been through this and it's still not work out. So at the end of the day, whether it's a genre or an image or like anything, it has to be completely genuine because there's just so much out there and people can see right through it. And at the end of the day, you have to be, it has to be something you want to do.
0: I think that's a great message for a lot of artists as well, because they may be a bit younger or maybe they may be a bit youthful and they may be thinking, man, I've been stuck in this bubble of this genre for so long, but I actually quite enjoy this is genre a little bit more. So that's a great way to say, hey, if you love it, try it.
1: Absolutely. And that that should be, I mean, not to get too deep on this. I yeah. mean, my band is known <laughs> for being like on a reality show and we were never like writing life-changing songs in terms of like making a statement. But at the end of the day, like it's art. It really is. And it has to, what, what is the point if it's just, uh, like I, I, I've i attached this term, um, I don't want to write boardroom pop. I don't want to write boardroom country. I don't want to write boardroom rock. And what that means is people who are not artists themselves who want to hear a certain thing for, you know, some sort of like marketing purpose. That to me is hollow. It's got to come from a
0: place that's genuine. This is so cool. So you are not directly going into country country specifically with stereos, but you guys are moving into more of a pop country kind of feel. So how are you guys Doing that, and how are you guys going to start marketing? And how are you guys going to start getting the news out there? Do you have any recommendations for artists possibly doing the same thing and moving into a different genre with that kind of stuff?
1: So this is a really interesting story. Over quarantine, over the last year, I thankfully, like, I I made a choice very early on to either kind of sit on the couch or go back to writing the way I used to. It was easy back in the day because I was writing for something. You know what I mean? We were signed to a major record deal and things like that. And so there's a reason. This time it was just for me. And I started writing country songs this like past year just out of like on a whim because I loved them. And I was listening to a lot of country artists. So I started doing that and it was pitched to the stereos guys as maybe like a new direction. But it very quickly became, I would say, consensus amongst the band that it probably wasn't the right direction for stereos as a group. So the country stuff that I wrote, I'm actually going to do as a complete offshoot oh, okay. um, with, with, with one of my best friends and uh, we've been working with Dan Davidson on the writing and production and he is like incredible but for stereo specifically I would say there are going to be a couple elements of it and I think you'd have to honestly listen really hard to even hear them I think the way country kind of shaped what I'm doing with stereos is just like lyric writing again getting back to like big choruses which is something we were always kind of known for and something country does so well. I don't know just kind of like how the sausage is made. I think there's a lot of country songs out there that were either written as country songs and then didn't end up country songs just based on the instrumentation or vice versa. They took a pop song and put some like different uh, instrumental elements on it and made it a country song. That, that approach to everything was uh, was shaped my songwriting, but it's actually not going to be where we head with
0: series. Okay, because I saw on Instagram, and I was talking to another artist, Elliot Niven about the always running. Is that similar to you guys? Or are you guys in the same boat?
1: So the always running is my best. Yeah, I don't blame you. There's so much. So the always running is a brand. It's like a lifestyle brand. It was created by my best friend, Dan who is the bass player of Stereos. The Always Running, like, the, it comes from a lyric from one of the songs we did. Yeah, that's just our buddy. That's how I met Elliot, is through, like, Dan was kind of just playing bass with him and uh, jamming around with him. But uh, yeah, that's our buddy. Uh, he would love to hear that. Like, you know him by his brand name, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. And that like Dan is, is more of like a world traveler. If you want to hear stories about like living in a tent on the road, Dan would be great for that. I would definitely say I'm more the music guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, then uh, let's let's get back to the music. So for yourself, how are you looking to uh, start marketing yourself? Because that was the number one question I've gotten from artists over the last couple of months as they're leaving bands and going solo themselves and as they're switching from pop to country or country to pop, how are you looking at this for marketing and social media and promotion?
1: That's a very, very good question. And I do think that is sort of genre. It can be genre dependent as I've gotten back into music. So another thing is that I took, I would say, seven or eight years hiatus off of the music industry. Now that I'm getting back into it, I think you have to be a good listener and trust people to do the right jobs. And so what I mean by that is like, I'm going to be working for the country thing with a guy named Travis Nesbitt out of uh, Edmonton. And he has done a lot of Dan Davidson's videos and he is really, really good at marketing. Now, if you're trying to do it solo, I would say, obviously there's, there's kind of the easy things with targeted ads and all that kind of thing. But for me, I would say one thing that's very important in terms of how you market it is Quality, have it look the way you want it to sound. And that might sound kind of weird, but at the same time, that can be down to like your wardrobe or your single art and things like that. I think that if you're able to sell people on a vibe, for lack of a better term, and I know that sounds kind of hippie and like, not super concrete i think that can go just as far as uh, as the music itself sometimes because people really want to buy into a story just an entire like a brand behind it i think you gotta make sure that you're very comfortable with how you want it to look how you want it to sound but then also delegate if you're able if you're in a position to hire you know people who are really good with the social media things because like even for stereos our manager is this 25 year old kid thank God. Because he has turned us on to so many things that I never would have known. When it, when you know when stereos was doing really well, this is before streaming existed, and so I really have had to kind of take a step back, which wasn't always easy for me back in the day. I like to be very hands on and just listen to people who are in the industry about like these playlists and everything like that in terms of really building your brand that way because if you listen to people you're, you're going to be better for it I think
0: definitely never be afraid to ask for advice like never be afraid to reach out that is the number one advice I give because you can only get better with asking for advice because that person clearly has experience they can share it with you
1: 100% and take it with a grain of salt I really believe in that too like I might sound contradictory but like you know I won't name names but I have talked to the heads of A&R at Universal who have said, you guys could work with him, but I don't hear the songs. And those artists specifically now like have written songs for the Chain Smokers and things like that. It's just, you know, one person's advice is what they think is right. Take it with a grain of salt because they're not always right. Listen to them with an open mind. Always make sure that you're doing what you feel you want to do as an artist, because at the end of the day, you're getting into an industry that the odds are against you. And that's not to be negative. It's reality. So you want to be able to live with your decisions and look back and be like, you know what? I did it the way I wanted to. I think that's very important.
0: And once again, it goes back to that bubble thing that I was talking about earlier and that you mentioned if you love it and you're feeling it and you want to do it, give it a try. You never know. And, you know, a lot of questions I get to is about marketing it to radio. So for radio, hmm. I do have an episode about that by pitching your song to radio. But as a debut song in a whole different genre. How should they approach a radio station? They just came out of a band that was doing something completely different. They're going solo. How should they pitch it to a radio station now?
1: Well, I think that like radio is it's such a it's a such a different beast and I know that like obviously you can go the route of spending the money on some radio promoters. Those are people that they're not cheap, but they're certainly going to be a really valuable foot in the door. But I do believe that radio, there's still people working at these stations. Mm-hmm. And that is that is the foundation of any, I would say, healthy and thriving music scene are the relationships. And so obviously COVID's presenting itself with a ton of uh, like new challenges that we don't really have. But, you know, radios will sponsor radio stations will sponsor a lot of events and things like that and it's all about networking at the end of the day if you can go out if you can make friends with the people at the station or submit demos i know that like i'm sure <laughs> people at radio love and hate the idea that they are these kind of lightning rods for people's demos because i'm sure they hear just as much bad stuff as good stuff we
0: hear hundreds but... a month yep <laughs>
1: Yeah, so and, and you know what? It's a slippery slope. I but I do believe in relationship building. And whether that is over social media or in person at these events, I think that long story short, the one thing I don't advise you to do is sit behind a computer and then just wonder six months later why nothing's happened. I don't think that's necessarily the way to go about it. I think that real relationships are still what drive any real music industry, whether it's a, you know, a smaller market, a a town, or if it's a big city like Toronto, I think you're still going to be able to, if you're going to do it independent and without the help of radio programmers or promoters, then you got to build those relationships.
0: I think, yeah, the whole relationship thing is really great because especially if they already made that connection with you in that previous project, you already know of them, you already know who they are and what they're going to bring to the table and you're hoping it's going to be just as good, if not better. But I definitely agree with the whole create the relationships with the radio people, and um, but yeah, that's that's a big one for me for sure. And what have been some of maybe the struggles or maybe some of the issues that have come up as you've transitioned into working in country, coming from pop? Although you have listened to country your whole life and you really love it, and you're finding a really great passion for the writing and succeeding at it. What are some of the struggles and issues you've may have come across switching into a different genre?
1: Yeah. So that's, that's a great question. And so that's why I'm the luckiest guy in the world that I've been working with Dan Davidson, because he's kind of done the same thing. He was in like a rock band years ago, but he's been in country now I would say like, steady for at least like five, 10 years. And so one of the things for me has been I can't phone in the lyrics. And he's really held me accountable with like the lyric writing. And then obviously some of the tones that I sing in, I know what I like to hear. But I also have habits that I've built up so long, whether it be like a certain way you kind of turn a phrase and, and stuff like that. I think country is uh, the beauty of it is that even if you hear a song that is would be considered let's say very pop country i would say like the musicianship and the lyric writing is almost always top notch mm-hmm. and i think that people kind of maybe don't even understand that when you just like hear it at home but it's a lot easier said than done and so i would say like i'm lucky because i'm the singer and they can't replace me (laughs) but uh in terms of like the instrumentation and a lot of the like i said the musicianship that goes into the writing and production is next level country does not mess around with that
0: so for artists that are like actually thinking i really want to make this change to a different genre how do you think they should go about it other than just kind of you know I love what you said about just going for it and giving it a shot, but should they look into artists that they love and how they do it and how can they kind of emulate that sound, but not copy their sound and still remain genuine? Like you're probably doing that. I haven't heard your new stuff just yet, but you're probably doing that really, really great. How did you do it and how could someone else possibly do that?
1: Great question. And so here's the thing, the elephant in the room is I'm sure you probably hear this. If you're in country radio, it's talked about all the time and it's quote unquote real country, you know, what's real (laughs) country. And so i came into this thinking that honestly one of the reasons why i got so obsessed with this is like my favorite band right now not even just favorite country band. my favorite band is midland i just love their songs and the writing and the image everything i'm obsessed and so i came into this being like well i gotta make sure that i'm doing this legit and what i learned though is that i was doing the opposite because i was trying to write these like you know very like outlaw style or like 90s country songs where my real strengths in songwriting is my intuition with melody and, you know, looking the way that I have always. Again, i got to give props to Dan, but it was genuine doesn't mean, and like real, doesn't mean that it sounds like Chris Stapleton, who's incredible, he's the best. But if what you do is more in the wheelhouse of a like Morgan Wallen, like Florida George line, I know I'm just like sticking to country, that is genuine then. Like the way you dress when you leave the house, that's genuine. And if you're trying to make too many like changes to be again, real, even as I'm explaining this, it sounds contradictory, it is just make sure that you are doing it for you and what you want that you can actually back up that yeah i love doing this and this is me and then you're never going to get a question where you're going to look bad or something like that because you're trying to be something you're not and that should be any genre whether it's like pop rock hip-hop anything that has to be the driving force because again yeah i don't want to be just going country because it's cool Mm -hmm. that's not why it's because i genuinely love this and i think that it fits with what i do
0: definitely what i like about the music industry these days and a lot of things these days is about like the image thing you talked about you don't have to look a certain way to be in a certain genre like a lot of country artists they don't look like country artists they got tons of tattoos they got piercings You know, they wear the crazy outfits and all that kind of stuff. So I think that has really helped out a lot of people too, if in case if they just feel like, Well, I don't really look like a country person, but I really love country, you know? That is really starting to shine through these days is the ingenuity of it. I completely agree. And
1: again, I like I always use the analogy with movies. It's like how many of us like you have your favorite action movie, you have your favorite horror movie, your favorite comedy. Why should music be different? I don't understand that. Well, wait, you, you were in a pop band two years ago. It's like, yeah, and I love that still. I love like it doesn't make sense to me that you would ever have to limit. If you're a creative person, again, it just bores me to think that I can only do one thing.
0: The last question here I have for you is uh, pitch me your country sound. Pitch, pitch to me in radio. <laughs> Where are you going with the country <laughs> genre?
1: I would say it is absolutely melody driven, you know, rock country. So I think that it's definitely got some balls behind it, and I think it sounds like I look. And so, you know, obviously this is a a podcast, but – (laughs) <laughs> I've got a bunch of tattoos. And I think that, again, it, it sounds like the best times ever. And then it's got a little bit of attitude to it as well. I think it's unique. It's also going to be something that if anyone has ever liked my songwriting or my like penchant for hooks, then uh, it's going to be something they like a lot.
0: Oh, man, I'm really looking forward to that. Do you have any dates of when you're going to bring some stuff out or you're keeping that under wraps for now?
1: I'm going to keep it completely under wraps. But uh, when it's ready, I think that, you know, Stereos is going to be putting out a new album this coming year and it only makes sense for me. I don't want to do anything else other than music. So as soon as, you know, there's little gaps in my schedule, I think it'll be the right time to release the country stuff on the heels of that as well.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. So I guess that was my second last question. My actual last question is, where can everybody find you on social media? And how can they support you during these very interesting times?
1: You know, what? great question. And I wish I had a better way of answering that. So like, I'm an old man now, and I don't necessarily (laughs) understand how streaming works. But honestly if you just like all the all the social medias, we are stereos my own is uh cordy back to the future on instagram and honestly right now before we put out new music just like send me words of encouragement and make me feel good about myself and then i'll be good to go although i've never been accused of lacking uh self-confidence and an <laughs> ego so i'm probably okay either way. but yeah, i appreciate your, anyone loving anything i do
0: <laughs> i've seen your but not to brag but posts yeah, on instagram
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah and then i brag like profusely every time yeah.
0: Let's make it happen, shout it